what ultimately brought me down a little bit from like the uppest of core tiles is what you had. The uppest of core the tiles. The uppest <laughs> of core tiles, Mark. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creator of the Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. A ghost is me, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who looks quite weak. It's Mark. Hola. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week we watched 2001's The Devil's Backbone, which was a Jake pick. And we will dive into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. And if you like what we do and want to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, A-T-O-Z horror, and support the show at your level of choosing. But if you can't swing that right now or don't want to, we just appreciate you being here and hanging out with us. But for now, we'd better do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jack. Your movie, your beers for fears. What beers do you have for these fears? I bet you thought it was this. Uh, I did, yes. Yeah, this is a Sierra Vesa. It's not this. This is just serendipity. Okay. I grab beers in my fridge for side beers. I could make an argument because it's like, oh, a Spanish movie, and you got... You've already said no, You already Sierra said that it's not. Nevada nope, you already said it's not. And Cerveza. <laughs> this is not my beer for fear. Actually, I don't have any beers for fears this week. Uh-oh. Uh, I have a cider. Cider is Rhyme actually it. a pretty Cider pop- for what? Oh, um... Mark, there are is- no spiders in this movie, so that's the other yeah. one I got. You're better at this bit. I don't know. We're going to have to workshop it. Listeners, fo- phone in. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> tell me what you think. Uh, I have a cider for this movie. Ciders. Cider for these Miedas. Wow. That's that's, t- as, that's as close as I can get. This Terrible. Is we, this is why we ask for listeners to do this part. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. Notoriously bad at workshopping things. Ciders are a very popular drink in Spain. Um, and on top of that, this one is... Sidra sangria. Sangria is also a Spanish drink, so a Spanish sangria flavored cider, basically. So uh, it's a good fit. You hit the Spain thing squarely on the head. Squarely. Okay. On the head. All right. That's what I went for. It'd be kind of a hard movie. It, well, I felt it was a hard movie to beer, first of all, and a hard movie to really alcohol, second of all. So I went this way. Yeah, I agree with you. I've never had this cider. I'm interested in it. It's a local cidery, so we'll see how it goes. I like that. Uh, first, I tried to get some. Uh Rum and other spices in which fetuses good. have been soaking for some time. Okay. Couldn't get my hands they on any of that. They don't sell them. They don't sell They don't, yeah. Sale them. Them. No. No. God damn. Thanks, Obama. Um, in any case, <laughs> I picked up- But really, up, though, thanks. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. I picked up a Danegeld Golden Ale uh, from the Mad Swede Brewing Company. Why? Here in Idaho. A couple of reasons. Gold. One, the art is a big reason. This is a-, a Gold. Heavy gold theme in Ish. the art and okay. treasure, and yeah. this movie largely boils down to someone looking for gold and a treasure. But also, it occurred to me that Danegeld was like a medieval land tax that the, the king would impose in medieval times to stop Danish invaders, I think. And this movie is also set during wartime, during which there are there's an invading party, and you need gold to stop them. Is that true, or are you just saying yeah, confidently? Can so someone fact check, check you? this? That is absolutely what a Danegeld is. I Wikipedia'd it about twenty minutes ago. Okay, well, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, again, you could just be saying things confidently. Also true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, listener, okay. fact check him before you vote. In any case, uh, I think it fits very well. It's another kind of out there pick, though. I'm on a, I'm on a 
string of not literal interpretations here. Okay, so we've got a gold thing that has to do vaguely with taxes, maybe, and we have a Spain, Spain, and more Spain thing. And gold to fend off a, an invading army. I, I, yeah, I lumped that in with what I already Fuck said. Fuck you. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? So I'm going to start off with some spirits for these spirits. I got a shot of rum. Uh, I think it's the only named alcohol in the movie, so I'm going to do that. Rum. Yep. I hate rum. Yep. I will not I be joining too. you. Nope. Yeah. Um, so we, I guess we all hate rum. I'm just the one taking the bullet. Uh, after that, I'm going to chase it with a bomber of Chasing Ghosts Double IPA from, uh, this is Epic Brewing here in Salt Lake City. So it's Chasing good. Ghosts is essentially what Carlos does for like most of this movie. Yeah, that's good. I wish we had that one here. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid. Well, you know what they say is Utah has much better beer selection. Oh, they than they always do. Not to further your cause, but I don't think you're in danger of losing this week. Uh, you have a bomber of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I do. A bomber. <laughs> Pretty good, solid. good job this week, Pretty Mark. Solid. Yeah. I'm gonna be kind of sauced at the end of the day. I like it. I like it. If all goes ac- oh my god, it's ten percent. I did not look at that before. <laughs> it's Hell a Thursday. Yeah. It's the best day of the week. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Now, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we've been talking about what else has been rocking our horror worlds, and I've got some stuff this time, boys. However, but you can't talk about it. It's, uh, it's as we record this, it isn't that close to the first of the month, but as this drops, it's going to be kind of close to the first of the we, month. We have to, uh, you, I like how you also didn't clarify what kind of, like what side of no, the first of the month. could be either. We really have to pad it in for our lateness lately. <laughs> Holy shit. In any case, uh, we got to talk about the Horror Release Roundup, the sure segment do. where we collect the movies coming out of the course of the next month over at the website, adzhorror.com, with a hyphen. Um, we will kick you a link to all the trailers we could find and, and a little blurb about our thoughts about them, maybe even some jokes thrown in there for good measure. Don't sell yourself short either. We don't kick you a link. We kick you the full fucking thing embedded right there, okay? Yeah, we sure do. We yeah. sure do. It's a good point. But here on the podcast, it's already long enough. We're just going to hit you with a top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. Mark! Yes. Where do you want to start? I'm giving you the Ooh. reins. Ooh. Dark Horse. Mark's starting at Dark Horse. All right. Oh. Mark, what is your Dark Horse pick? There's a lot of ones that could fit the bill this month, including two that we don't currently actually have trailers for. Those are kind of boring <laughs> to talk about, so I'm not going to go with that. I'm going with Girl on the Third Floor. Okay. Which okay. comes at us on October 25th. This is a sort of run-of-the-mill looking haunted house movie. Uh, that is the type of movie that I like. This one happens to star a one CM Punk of MMA slash WWF yeah, fame. Yeah, very He was also on some of those ghost shows for a while, so he's been getting in that horror thing for a bit. <laughs> like, that's a decade yeah. ago, too. Yeah. Uh, so the trailer leads me to believe that this is, like exceptionally gory haunted house fair. And you know what? That's kind of exactly what I want at the end of October. Quality level could vary wildly, but whatever. I'm excited about it. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Do you want to give us just the, the kind of general? Did you give us a general overview? I was only half listening to you. Um, so it appears to be that CM Punk has and his wife, who is pregnant, have bought a house. He moves there early to start renovating it, and shit goes poorly where there's like black ooze coming from the walls and potentially ghost-like figures trying to seduce him and stuff, and then things hit the fan, and, you know, it, it's a haunted house movie. I think that the girl on third floor might be a necromancer. Distinctly possible. Who knows? Distinctly might possible. be. There's not enough necromancy in, in horror these days. No, you know? there's, there's really, really not. Uh, Mark, I don't dislike the pick. I went a different direction. It's always good. Uh, I went cool. with In the Tall Grass for my Dark Horse yeah. pick. This, See, I thought that might be like, I thought I, I thought you were going to give me shit if I picked that one, because it's no. kind of like, it's like the big Netflix thing. This I, could have been my top one in a different month. Yeah, exactly. 
It was my dark. This looks great. Too. Oh wow! Okay. I, well, I think I it's it's for a very specific reason, and having not read the book, Jack. So I'm going to go first. Actually, <laughs> okay. I'm stealing right okay. now. Having not read the book and not knowing what this is, other than the Stephen King connection. This is vague, and it could go in almost any direction, good or bad. We know that in particular with things that have been dropping on Netflix. A lot of names here, but does that mean it's going to be good? No. We've yeah. seen Patrick Wilson plenty of these that fucking suck. Yeah, like, some of them do. Some of them do. Some of them don't. And I think that there is, there is obvious reasons why they keep doing this. People are going to keep watching them. It just I, I see both sides, and we see them so often that I have no choice but to be optimistic because I think the concept seems cool, but it could go in almost any direction. I like the level of blindness that I feel I still have having watched the trailer, Yeah, but okay. I would not be at all surprised if this went in a really weird direction that I didn't care for. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I have read the book, right? This is, this is one of the fantasy first... Point, fantasy point. Fantasy point. Walked you right into that one. <laughs> this is one of the first major collaborations between Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill. Okay. Uh, so they co-wrote it, and... I certainly won't want to spoil anything about the story, but there are aspects. I really like the book. There are aspects to it that I, I'm confused as to how they can handle well outside of a book yep. setting. So, like, it'll be interesting, but obviously there are creative ways to do it. It's worked. Some stuff has worked before in different situations, so I'm really excited about it. But you're right, Jake. It has the potential to be pretty bad. So, Mark. Yes. It's going to take us back to you. What is your bottom one? What are you least excited about? Uh, there are a number that you could pick this month. I'm going to go with Doom and Annihilation. Okay, yeah. Um, why did we need another Doom movie? If you're going to make another Doom movie, like, don't make it the exact same plot as the first Doom movie, the Carl Urban Doom movie. And this one <sighs> looks, looks bad. Worse. This looks very this bad. This looks worse than the movie that came out, what was that, like 2005 or it, something like it that? It had to be. I feel like we were in high school, yeah. Who? Why? Why are we doing this? Is are they like? I I guess I'm legitimately curious if they're trying to ride the coattails of Doom Eternal that comes out like November eighth. I bet it looks which, worse than Doom Eternal. Also, I'm sure it does. <laughs> well, it definitely does because yeah. the new Doom games look fucking awesome and they're super duper fun. Uh, I just yeah, I don't get why this exists and I don't think it should. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a fair pick. It's a fair pick. Again, I went with different direction. I went with the Gallows Act too. Sure. Yeah. This trailer doesn't actively look the worst. But it is the one I care the least about. Like, not necessarily from a quality standpoint. It's just like, why? Fuck. Just because I guess the first one made a small amount of money, they assume they can do it again. There's no need for it. There's no need for it. Can we just quickly copy and paste that exact analysis onto Along Came the Devil well, 2 as I, well? So I had the same bottom one as Jack, but I had to search <laughs> for something else to give the re the listener reader. The listener some variety, eventually the reader. Uh, and I was going to pick that one, and then you just mentioned it. So I think we're all simpatico <laughs> here, boys. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That has nothing novel going Soulless on. Soulless remakes. Like, oh, totally. Yeah, or I guess sequels, not even remakes. And that one, let me clarify, that one doesn't necessarily like look quite as bad, but it's just such to use the phrase you just used, Jack. It's so soulless. Like there's nothing there that is remotely new. Oof. It's so overdone. I can't get behind it. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit. I'm not gonna plop down under any circumstance and watch that movie because I've seen all of the things that it's doing ten thousand times, and they're all better. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, now here's the question, boys. Did we all have the same top one? Because there's a pretty clear top one in my mind. Is there? Uh yeah. Well, Mark yeah, well I I mean yes, definitely. Okay, Zombieland so I, 2. I think double tap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine too. Jake, is that your top one? No. Okay, Mark, let's talk about Zombieland 2. There is a 100% chance I'm disappointed by this movie because my expectations of it are so preposterously high that no 
human hands can make a movie as good as I hope this thing is. <laughs> the first one was so fun. Yeah, it's aged remarkably well. I was very reticent to go back and watch it when we reviewed it a few months ago, and it like ended up exceeding my expectations of going back and watching it. The trailer for this one looks incredibly charming. They're doing a lot of humor. The only thing that I'm a little worried about is that they may have tipped their hand too much, so there's not as much surprising going on. But even so, like the stuff they show in the trailer, I like a lot. So It does look fun. Yeah, but I, I, I can't not pick it as my top one, but I also agree with you. It will not be as good as I hope. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it could be pretty damn good. You don't know. I'm, uh, still. It's, oh, the floor, I mean, this is this is like one of those fantasy picks. We're, we're in fantasy season, so I'm going to start talking about that. The floor on this movie is super high. Like, this is your receiver that's going to catch 15 catches or something like that in the game, no matter what. It might not go for a touchdown, but you're going to get a lot of points no matter what. Yeah. Jake looks confused. I wouldn't have picked receiver there. He's never sure. watched football. You see. I was football. Yeah. <laughs> he's, right. he's a big bowling guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Jake, what's your top one then? Uh, Let's just put it this way. Zombieland was not my top zombie movie for the month. Oh, boy. Um, oh, little horrors. I haven't seen a lot about little monsters, but little monsters. it looks awesome to me. Um. I hate picking a zombie movie, you guys. Well, if I was really fits, close, you know, and I wish your bailiwick. I wish I could fuck off. I wish I could pick the lighthouse, but it's so specific and weird that I can't pick <laughs> the lighthouse. I really want that movie to be awesome, but knowing what we got out of the Vavitch, you know there's going to be a certain amount of, I don't know, off kilterness to the movie before you see the trailer, and then you see the trailer. Yeah. Uh, I still am very excited for that movie, and I didn't want to get through this segment without having mentioned it. I feel like we've kind of blown through an October horror release roundup, and there's some other ones we can talk about if you want to really quickly, but I just want to give a quick shout out to The Lighthouse. I am very excited for that movie. It's just going to be weird. Sure. Uh, Little Monsters is going to be hilarious. There is a small chance that it might not land the right way, like that movie from earlier in the year that I saw, and I can't remember the name of now, with Bill Murray. The one with and all, all the celebrities? The fuck was it called? <sighs> no, Dead knows. Don't Die. Um, okay. it, I, this one feels like it's going to hit in a more normal sort of way on your funny bone, so I'm excited for that. And it looks like it's going to meld that comedy side with the brutality of what a zombie movie is in a good way. Uh, I just am more excited about that, probably because I'm a little more surprised. We've known Zombieland's coming for a long time, so it's somewhat deadened the impact that now having it be here Fair has enough. had on me. Fair enough. Uh, Little Monsters looks like it's going to be sick. Yeah. Lupita Nyong'o, man. Also looks great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, while we're talking about it, can we just talk real quick about the month that Hulu has coming up? Hell yeah. The one, the other one that I wanted to mention really quickly was Wounds. I think that movie looks surprisingly good. Which one is Wounds? It's the one about the bartender oh, in New Orleans. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Um, he, yeah, he finds a phone and then there's like a bunch of torture porn on the phone that he finds and people start fucking with him. It actually doesn't sound wholly unlike the plot of Unfriended 2, but better. <laughs> the classic. Haven't seen Unfriended 2. I'm very happy about that. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't. It's bad. Also, Wounds is coming at us, surprisingly to me, I wasn't expecting to see this in the trailer, but from the maker of Under the Shadow, which was the, I believe it was... Iranian. Iranian, yeah. Uh, horror flick that is on... Netflix? I'm doing I'm, a lot of upward I think that's right correct. Yeah. I think it's still think on Netflix. Yeah. If it's, it's not. It's bounced around. It was on and off Netflix for a while, and I think it was on Amazon for a minute. It's, yeah. it's available out there for free uh, somewhere. I really like that movie, uh, and I'm excited to see, as a filmmaker, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this one because there were chops, and I think this one will probably be a little more, I don't know, all-encompassing 
yeah. a little more home at home with it, the American audience, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it looks great from the trailer. Uh, but yeah, Mark, talk more about Hulu because they have several more. So the other thing is Hulu renewed the End of the Dark series. So End of the Dark Season 2, Episode 1 is coming out, which is Uncanny Annie or something like that, which is basically yes. like a demonic... It, it, it's like the horror take on Jumanji, Love essentially. It. <laughs> it, yeah. Which... Good on him for okay with. Good on him for sticking with it. I don't think a single one of those has been positively reviewed, but here they go renewing it, renewing yeah. it. I like yeah. it. Well, I mean, do you know what that means though? What? They're getting they're getting watched. Yeah. So, I mean, people I'm have to love them, but they're still getting watches, so. Yeah. And episodic anthology series is a great like side venture in horror. That's a super interesting way to explore like fun stories and give filmmakers a chance to make things that they're the one thing you can say about into the dark is that they're not like rehashing all that much stuff i mean like the fucking the one from last march that was directed by james roday starring jimmy (laughs) simpson was about a celebrity chef who had a sordid past and was confronted by it by a clan of wicca people sure i mean they're not afraid to take chances yeah because, I mean, the stakes are, it's a once a month, it's like a Disney Channel original movie type exactly. thing that comes out. Like, it, it's it's awesome. I don't watch all of them, but I am fully endorsing the Into the Dark franchise that it exists. You know what I'm saying? No, I like it. I'm with you. I, I haven't really liked any of them yet, but I'm on board for them. Yeah. Uh, I'd also highlight Netflix. Netflix does their thing every every once in a while where they have a couple roll out. Uh, this month they have two. We already talked about Into the Tallgrass we don't have a trailer for Eli, but the poster looks cool. Poster does look um, cool. <laughs> you're probably going to see this one show up on your feed as an autoplay something or other. Uh, you know, we don't know anything about it other than that it's like, like it's supposedly an immunocompromised kid that as part of his treatment gets trapped inside of a bubble inside of a haunted house type of thing. Yeah, it's the That sounds awesome. It's, That's a great concept. It's the prequel to the book of Eli. It's how he goes blind. Uh, yeah, it's actually a young Denzel Jackson. Oh my Denzel Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Yikes. Mark, what else do you want to talk about this month? Anything else? Or should we go to the feature I presentation? I should probably stop talking yeah. right now after that. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to the feature presentation. <laughs> Over at com this week, we watched 2001's The Devil's Backbone. Uh, which is a Guillermo del Toro movie, if I could say that correctly, which I cannot. Guillermo, you gotta have some passion. <laughs> passion. Passion. And uh, Jake, you picked this movie. I did pick this movie. Uh, explain why. I haven't seen this movie, and I've heard really Neither good things I. about it. Uh, this is like the Guillermo del Toro movie. Is it? I think it's his, He uh, he's on record as saying it's his favorite of his movies, and it's like the one Guillermo del Toro movie that I haven't seen, and I've also heard that it's a classic, so I was like... Perfect venue. Yeah, this one has a lot of lore around it. Like, it was in production for eight years. He wrote it in college. Sure. A lot of stuff like that. There, got, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I am agreeing with all the things you said, except for this is the Guillermo del Toro movie. Okay. I'm going to quibble with that one a bit. Yeah, me too. That's well, probably I mean, going to be Pan's I, Labyrinth. I right? hadn't seen it, so is it? Fair. I mean, that. yeah, it's kind of going to be an inherently contentious statement, but it's the one that probably has the most lore. It's the one that is stone-cold classic is what I've heard from a lot of people. So I was like, damn. Yeah, well, we'll get into why those people were wrong a little bit wow. later. But, uh, <laughs> if you, if you spoiler, rate this lower than spoilers. last week's movie, you were a fucking idiot. I'll tell you I that. I enjoyed right. watching Look, 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 look. It's not as good as Deep Rising, but, but that's okay. <laughs> On the Deep Rising scale. 
<laughs> this is a not. This is uh, from a. This is a from zero to one, where one is deep rising. This is a zero. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. But Jake, you picked this movie. Yeah. You know what that means. Thirty sure. seconds are on the goddamn clock. You're gonna have to have a thirty second plot synopsis. That time is gonna start when you start. It's the Spanish Civil War, and there's an orphanage that is run by some people on the Republican side. They host orphans and really, like, are basically, like, stowing away money. Franco hates that, bombs them and shit. Gonna skip all names here. There was a kid who died. His ghost haunts the place. New kid comes in because his dad died. Whole lore comes out. There's a fucking groundskeeper who goes postal and tries to kill everyone, does kill most people to try to get to that gold and get it out of there. Eventually, they kill him, realize that he killed the first kid, and uh, they deliver him on to his dad. Time. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, kind of I a guess. hard one to describe, dude. Yeah, a little bit. Not it's, a lot. This happens. is a very. I was thinking about this plot synopsis on my bike ride over to your house to our recording studio. So you were rehearsing it. Cool. No, I was thinking about it. I was just giving it thought, <laughs> and I realized that this is a very easy one to get tripped up on. Surprisingly easy. So I was like, is you know what? Though? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I, I look. Mark, I appreciate Mark, you Mark, falling Mark, on the Mark, sword Mark, Mark, and being like, guys. Just so you know, the one that I just did that was exceptionally difficult, and everyone should <laughs> praise upon me for how good I am at this mini game we play. Yes, Mark. The last I, it was one of the last, if not the last time you did this. You said you could do it in ten seconds, and it was like twenty three seconds later that you checked in. So, don't. Get, I don't think there's any evidence. To <laughs> don't give that. me your shit. <laughs> Um, I'm done. Okay. I'm cool. done. Do we Deal. want do, I won't give you shit. Do you want to talk about how I glossed over things? Because I had to. I mean, you have to. There you go. But also, not a lot really happens in this movie. That's the thing, is you didn't really gloss over all that much, because this isn't a movie where you can get tripped up on that many Oh, things. I think you can get tripped up on a lot of things. The only thing you can get tripped up on is the names, which you outright said you're not going to try and do any of the mm. names. Mm. <laughs> mm. You can start talking about the devil's backbone. Why yeah, is that? Oh my god! <laughs> See? Yeah. See, save it for nitpicks. See? Save it for nitpicks, fellas. Why don't we talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into? Supernatural. Yeah, ghost. Sure, warror. It is warror. Warror. It's like the most tangential warror. Warror yes. sub subgenre. I would. I would agree with Barely. you if not for the fact that there is an unexploded bomb in the center of the like playground of this school. But that just serves as like a symbolic reminder that it's like, oh, you're in this place, and guess what? There's a war going on around it. Yeah, I kept waiting for that thing to blow up. It never does. I kind of thought that's what the ghost was going to warn them about because they said that everyone's going to die. Many of you will die, yeah. And then that's definitely well, I mean, there not what was, happened. There but I mean, like, they put that in there as a reason of, like, as an anchor to put it in place of where... Uh, this well, is a war movie. Shut up. When is. when Jacinto blows some shit up, I thought it was going to, like, cause a chain reaction, and then the bomb was going to I was pretty sure. Yeah. It didn't, though. No. Duh. <laughs> what else? Foreign. Foreign. Yeah, damn it. You think it's a classic for some reason. I think people think it's a classic. I don't know why you think that. Because I've seen it in many different places. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I agree with what Jake is saying. I do not agree with it being a classic. Okay, gotcha. I'm not going to comment. It isn't, on I mean, I it is, is an important movie to note because of the you know it is like the the first Guillermo del Toro movie. Is this the first one or just like his first big it's, one? It's his first big one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, there you go. Yeah, I think that's really it. Sure. <laughs> historical we have that on here do we period well yeah so you know it's a historical like period piece thing it's set in the spanish civil war in the 1930s yes 20s, yes 30s like 30s, yeah. 30s, 30s, so. 30s 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 yeah okay. it's, a, it's a period piece 
Sure is. Yeah. You got that too. Yeah. Jake, what does the movie do right? I think this movie is extremely... I, I really like the setting of this movie. The way this sets it, uh, itself up as a location is good in multiple respects. I think that having the school kind of as a compound is both very claustrophobic and it plays well with the ghost story, but then it's also extremely isolated. And you get that through, I think, masterfully done sequences where it shows you, it gives you a glimpse of what's outside that is just an expanse. There's like mountains way off in the distance. It's almost Western in that way. And it shows that they are both extremely isolated and extremely fucking trapped in this place. I was, and that's I was scary trying to figure for out, kids. I was trying to figure out the math uh, when the the girl is leaving after the after the explosion, and she says, "If I walk all day, I'll reach the I'll reach the town by noon tomorrow." You'd have to know what time of day it is, but yeah. But uh, so they got to be like what fifty miles from the nearest town, something like that. Yeah, it's a long way. Yeah. She's walking 16 to 20 hours. hours. You walk at like two to three miles an hour, somewhere 40 to 50 miles to the nearest town. Sure. Yeah. And they, I'm sure they include that line just to say how isolated they are. 100%. Yeah. 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 And Jake, I completely agree. That's what I had it does right prime as well. This, this movie is beautiful. There's a lot of attention to detail put into everything from the sets to how the sets connect to each other, to the costumes, to like the props that are there, to just it all feels very careful and meticulous and like yeah. it's a cohesive place. Yeah, there's a lot of care given to make sure that it creates a certain feeling. 100%. And I think that that hit home for me very well. Yeah. Like and, almost perfect. And the cinematography serves all that perfectly. Sure. Like we're it throwing a lot in this bucket. Yeah. Well, what else then, Mark? <laughs> I'd, well, so I'd underscore that point a little bit more, which is, I, I, so there's almost the warrior aspect of this movie is, I love the scene where the bomb drops. Because if you, at that point, you already kind of know how the isolated- scene. The cold open? AKA the first scene. No, 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 no. The scene where the bomb actually drops as you're being, as it's being revealed. That oh, when it like hits the mud. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I love that as a concept because you already know how isolated they are. And essentially, it's this group of orphans who have all been, you know, their parents have all been killed by the fascists that have invaded their country. And they're just sort of thrown into, they're 50 miles from the closest place. And there's a fucking bomb that drops out of a plane that's flying over. Like they're just, they're, they're like, like you're just stepping on ants type of thing. You know, it, the, that underscores the war aspect of it so interestingly and well that they're still affected by the things that are going on hundreds of miles away. But yeah. there's, this is still like the microcosm well, of, of society that's happening and, in this orphanage school. Yeah, and let's just add on to that, too. So from a horror perspective, what ends up happening that causes everything to unravel? It's like the devil is inside the walls. You're, you're, there's all of this shit bearing down on you from outside, and then what ultimately ends up happening, it's a dude who was there the whole fucking time. Is that what it's saying? There's a, the devil's inside the walls. Well, like, that's what it. That's what it is. Obviously, they banish him, but he comes back and fucks everything up. Oh, it didn't, fucks it didn't take well, one of Franco's bombing raids. All it took was this dude. Yeah, like he was obviously saying. going for the gold, but I don't think he was going to like go postal and kill everybody. He was just going to make off with the fucking gold. It took the chain reaction of events to have everything fall like into place. So that to me I mean, is interesting. We don't know anything about Jacinto's past, but 
you know, he was he was orphaned. He was an orphan at that was at the school, essentially, right? Yes. Yeah. So he was of that nature, created by violence or the war in some way that orphaned him. So yeah. And then he started plowing the headmistress at seventeen. Hey, you know what? Whatever, man. Can't blame the guy. Yeah. I, I he started d- plowing basically everything he could at seventeen. Yeah, there were like <laughs> two women in his life. I just think it's an interesting point because you're isolated and then you have the ghost element that introduces like more of a claustrophobic take. And then from a horror perspective, there's the war outside and these kids are totally alone. And then you also can't trust the adults who are in your life that are inside the walls either. That's kind of hard for yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, they never trusted well, him anyway, the- right? He was always a dick. The, the people well, they he could was trust were dick, trustworthy but, well, start to finish. Okay, sure. So it went well, from bad to worse. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, the one of the he's not the main character, but Jaime knew you couldn't trust Jacinto, and I think he had subtly implied that to all of the people there. So they, they knew what was going on. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Um, let's talk about The Ghost for a second. I was sort of on the fence on where to put this one. This is a movie that came out in 2001, and the CG is of 2001. However... I think the overall character design of Santi is pretty great. I like the floating, it a lot. The floating blood trail that they have coming off of his Loved head it. wound that like remains even though the ghost has left. Like the whole I love the kind of inversion of the trope where ghosts can be there as long as they want to be and then as soon as you turn around they're gone. But with Santi it's like He's gone, but then the floating blood trail is still there. So you're like, oh, there's a ghost. Like, right, like you just, he's right there. The blood's still there. Jake's dying over here. <laughs> I totally agree. I really liked how he looked. There's obvious CG. Obvious CG is obvious, but yep. it it's okay in this case. I really like the stylistic choice of that blood trail. And then there's the kind of crazy embers that are like floating up around him. Yeah, at yeah, times. yeah. He's in a he's cloud. Got He's like pig he's got pen. that miasma. Yeah, and, and he's they, like pig you know, pen, but he, with embers he, and nice, blood. Nice vocab word, Mark. Um, yeah, and they need that to signify when someone else becomes a ghost later on. I didn't have a problem with the way the ghost looked. I just had a problem conceptually with ghosts in this thing. What this this would have been the exact same movie if there were no ghosts in here. If there were just stories of a ghost kid, which in a way is what's interesting about this movie, and in another way is we'll probably talk about this when we get to ratings. <laughs> Is why this isn't really it. It is a horror movie because oh, of the content Jesus. of it, but it doesn't need to be a horror movie. I agree. Right? Yeah, yeah. But neither does Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, <clears throat> okay, right. But that so so that's what I'm saying is that's what makes it interesting. Is this is they're telling a story that does not rely on horror but has horror elements, and they leverage those to make it more unique totally. than any other yeah. story of kids growing up in an orphanage. Totally. So it's saying a lot, and then on top of that, there's some horror. It's like it's post horror or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus well, it's definitely Christ. not that. <laughs> definitely not that. That is not what that term implies. So this I, movie was made twenty years ago. Totally post horror. So I like I, I like the ghosts. I like the or I like the way the ghosts look. I don't like their inclusion of the film. You don't like that there's ghosts in the movie. They don't add anything. I think they do. I disagree. Okay. Well, t- I think they well, add. They, they certainly don't add much to the story, but they do. They add, add the atmosphere. Yeah. You know what, Jack? 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 You know what the ghosts are? What? The ghosts are a bay leaf. Oh, God. Hell yeah, they are. Except I love that. Food tastes worse that. when you haven't put the bay leaf in. I think this movie would be better if you took out the ghost I disagree. Parts. I think... Oh, that's I fucking wrong. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the allusions to there being a ghost. I'd even be okay with you keeping in some of the stuffed sounds in the distance. Now, let me... But l- the scenes where ghosts are on screen, I don't need that shit. Let me clarify my disagreement with you. I am totally uh, in agreement with the side of you that's saying 
you do not need to be shown more to see more. You don't have to show things right. to make it effective from a horror standpoint. Right. But I do think that in this movie, the inclusion of the ghost aids in the atmosphere in several places. And I think that they place those in such a way that help with the ebb and flow. You have to create tension in some way. And this would be more of a slow burn if there was not a ghost. Let me just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it sure would. Let me put it that yeah, way, it sure okay? Because there are other oh, segments boy. of this podcast. And I think that this makes it more exciting. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. To, to put it another way, this movie doesn't need to be a horror movie because the antagonist is already of the real world, but it chooses to be a horror movie because it makes it more fun. Yes. Okay. So does he turn into a ghost at the end, by Who? the way, the antagonist? I don't know. They, the ghost kills him, and then you get this narration about all that it takes is one violent moment, one death in time. It's like, okay, so he's a ghost too now. Wasn't that the- No, I think the I think the only other ghost is the, uh, the, professor. the old headmaster guy. Yeah, professor, whatever Did, his name is. Why didn't all the other kids he That was also him. That was his a- monologue at the end. I know. I got that. I mean, he's the ghost talking about how he's a ghost. I got that. He wasn't why, talking and they're so- showing him Why isn't the antagonist the a ghost? Probably because you can't be turned into a ghost if it's like retribution. Or Why aren't shit. the other kids who he murdered by exploding shit ghosts? They might be. Okay. They might be. I don't think he uh, is. Look, if we learn one thing from this movie, that it's that the ghosts show up whenever the fuck they damn well please. <laughs> yeah. So don't get into the mind of a ghost, Jack. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else did we do right? Because I'm kind of out. Hmm. That's all I hmm. had. I, but not to, look. We only had two things to talk about there, but the atmosphere is a super important part of it's, this movie, it's, right? And it's like, not to be undermined. That's, it is a huge thing, and he does it very successfully. Yeah, yeah. I guess I might, I might say the story structure, just the overall idea of this group of characters. You usually have, you know, two people who are romantically entwined in a new place, and that's sort of the setting for horror or whatever. Maybe it's a group of people. You don't often see this type of character development of like an orphan who's dropped off at an orphanage who has to develop new friendships and in so doing faces adversity and whatever. One of the so. friendships he develops is with a stone cold psychopath. Hey, that happens sometimes. The bully. Kid? I remember some, yeah. of, some of my childhood friends and uh, woof. <laughs> Care to say more about that? <laughs> on air, no. first and last names, please. <laughs> do you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. What does okay. the movie do middle? Uh, the only thing I had written down here is that this movie looks like it was shot in the 70s. You think that's for a reason? I thought the same. I didn't know where to put it. I was thinking about putting it in nitpick, but I wasn't sure if it'd be a neat pick or a nitpick. I think it's clearly a choice. Uh, yeah. This is not like, oh, you, you didn't know didn't what you were doing. Good. Yeah. Like, this was a choice. Yeah, for sure. We know what movies this do. movie. This movie looks like the scenes from Godfather 1 that are shot in Italy. <laughs> okay. I, well, okay, so I had a very distinct vibe. I was like, this is so close to where this... In, Part of it is plot-driven, but I was like, this is so close to a spaghetti western in some ways. Yeah. And part of that yeah, is the I look, totally buy and that. part yeah, of that sure. is the plot. But the look part that we're on right now is, yes, like it looks like it was shot there. It wasn't. <laughs> okay, it was shot in Spain, some in Mexico, but. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I wasn't saying the part of that it was shot in Italy. I was saying that it looks like it was shot in 1972. Oh, well, then you brought me on to my <laughs> spaghetti western thing, so whatever. We got there. <laughs> We, we, got, we got to the point Jake was trying to make, so he's happy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have much more of a point there, except that it's it's a movie sort of out of time. It is. Even the CG doesn't really look like it's from 2001, except in maybe like a few spots where they're like shooting stones through the air and you fly with the stones into the... Oh. Yeah, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I had it does in does middle is uh, some of the dialogue and like the acting is very arch. 
And I have it in does middle because on the one <laughs> hand, it kind of seems like it fits in the atmosphere. But on the other hand, it kind of takes me out a little bit, especially the the antagonist when he's talking to the the young lady that he's trying to woo. It's just like, oh, my God, this Say- is the angstiest nonsense I've ever seen. Say more about that. Just like when he's, I am angry, and look down into the corner and that's, talk more like this. That's that Spanish passion, man. Oh, Come man, on. it's the little too you gotta much You've got to film it me. at least a little bit like a soap opera. It is, yeah, it's very soap okay. opera-like. It's I, very arch. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's also... I think we should at least call it a telenovela. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's also intentional, and I understand why that could go in the middle, because it's a bit bombastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Spanish much. passion, buddy. Yeah, well, Spanish much. passion, especially when there's really subtle work being done by the the main caretaker guy and his wife. I think that's his wife, the peg leg woman. Um, well, I, I don't think I'm, they're whatever. Not, they're definitely they're not, not husband and wife. They're they're romantically involved more so from his side than hers. But okay, sure, okay. Also, there is a whole subplot specifically about how they are not romantically involved, yeah. but probably should be. She's telling him to go back to Argentina, and he's like, no. Right, okay. I'm too passionate for you. <laughs> <laughs> I will but, not leave. That's the only thing I had in Does Middle. I don't have anything for Does Middle in this movie. Yeah, I rarely do. I, I, well, you hate this segment. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't understand it. <laughs> you don't understand much. What does the movie do wrong? I'm going to jump in here because this one's very small and then we can go off on whatever tangents you guys want. I had I wrote down cheesy sound editing and I think I jumped the gun a little bit. My point was the first time you see Santi, the ghost, they splice in a non-diegetic woman screaming for no fucking reason yeah. other than to make it a jump scare. Yeah, why? Yeah. Well, I mean, that is why, but why? <laughs> it, it's it's awful. It's it's awful. It's the worst choice that this movie makes. No, in, I don't know if that's the worst choice. <laughs> There's the a lot makes. of choices. That's a very it. that's a very uh, staccato version of a bad choice. Let's talk about a not staccato version. Okay. Are you ready to move on from that? Uh, you I, have I an just to mention that that's are, literally all I wanted to say yeah, about it. There so, are yeah. other instances of weird sound editing, mostly in the score. There are parts of it that feel like it's scored like the Phantom Menace or something, where it's like something dramatic is about to happen. Better have the whoop, 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 like uh, you know strings going up. It's uh, I don't. I often have quibble with Del Toro's scoring in movies, but the, really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go back and listen to the Orphanage episode, <laughs> really? listener. But huh. uh, but it's way too whimsical for Jack. It's it was. This one didn't feel as whimsical as that. It did that. feel as whimsical, but it did feel a little overbearing, Dramatic. a little on the yeah. nose. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to a bigger one. Okay. This movie's called The Devil's Backbone. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, Where are you going with this, Jake? Well, <laughs> I don't know why this movie is called The Devil's Backbone, and they went paint into painstaking detail about uh, what... The whatever that condition is, spina bifida. Spina Thank bifida. you. Spina bifida. It's like where the whatever spinal cord isn't fully formed when you're an infant or whatever in your mother's womb. Uh, why? Why? Oh, because you haven't why? gotten enough B12. That's why we. That's why we put folic acid into pasta now. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. That will help you when you're in the womb. <laughs> I mean, if your mom drink, if your mom eats pasta, yes. If your mom drinks B12 in pasta, then yes. Uh, B12 is water soluble, so you could drink B12. Jesus. In fact, I think that's what most of those like emergency things are. They're, aside from C, they also have a shitload of B12. They probably don't have any C left. C goes away immediately. It's just sugar. They have like a thousand percent of your daily amount of C. You they probably don't have any C by the time you're e- drink eating it. Jesus, we have <laughs> eating and drinking mixed up. It's preposterous. Well, I mean, all do. of them are water soluble. <laughs> they all go through the same filtration process. You are we right now, okay? <laughs> you are we. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. No, it makes no fuck. It's so shoehorned in. Well, and they and they go to the detail of having a scene about it, and it's like, 
why. And it, it, you know what I mean? It strikes of- me. It's it's sorry. It strikes me as like a writing prompt. You know, like here's this prompt. Here's a prompt. Write a story around it, and yes. then this it just grew yes. from this one scene. Yes. Totally. Do something really creative with this like prop or idea. Right. Is exactly how it feels, and he like put it right in the middle, and then expand in both directions until he had something that was wholly different. A real cohesive three scene. act structure story that has nothing to do with Spina Bifida. <laughs> <laughs> now the the movie does to try and defend it to a certain extent. I am one hundred percent in your boat, but to play the devil's uh, advocate here, to play the devil's, devil's backbones advocate, um, they do in that scene state that it's about that the superstition is that these are the unwanted children. Yes. Which is a way of sort of ascribing that title to everyone in the film. That's a, that's such a but they, fucking bullshit. That would work if that. there was a theme that they developed with the spina bifida and why it related yes. to the orphans. Yes, it would. And yes, it would work if that. there was a theme. You are correct. I understand that you don't. You're not attempting to defend this. You're just saying. Yeah. No. No. You're just saying. I mean, they, they have that whole if, scene of. I also question whether you could preserve a fetus in rum and spices. I think that's just formaldehyde. I think he took a shot. It's of just formaldehyde. formaldehyde, and that guy definitely would have died anyway because he poisoned himself because he took a shot of formaldehyde. Yeah, to get his dick hard. Well, that, I mean, that was the. It does fix cells in a turgid state, so it might work. I don't yeah, know. Who knows? Jack. <laughs> Why'd you try, it, Mark? Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me just Re- report quickly back. hump a jar of formaldehyde. <laughs> I don't yep. think that's the way he was talking. No, about. that's what I want to see. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it on Patreon. Patreon content. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm in Boise, Mark mounts a jar of formaldehyde. Yikes. <laughs> Can we move past this? Yeah, no, probably please. not. Um, I here's what this movie did wrong for me. Oh god, movie here we go. Fucking boring. It's certainly longer than it needs to be. It's it's, absolutely. it's a slow burn, it's and it does burn. benefit from the atmosphere it builds by going slow. See, I was hit right by the atmosphere, but oh. I hey, I said it earlier in the podcast. I acknowledge this is not the most exciting movie we have watched in this venture that we've undertaken. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the right place for this. Yeah. Yeah, continue, though. Yeah, I just, man, I had trouble staying awake at times. I did stay awake, and but I was just, like, kind of doing that, like, half nod off thing, and I had to go back a couple of, what? Did you stay awake? I 100% stayed Jack. awake. Because one time I had to try to go back, and I thought I'd missed a lot, and I went back, and now I'd missed, like, four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I had to like so the funny thing the funny thing you've done there is that you were you have admitted that you were only tenuously connected to your conscious mind you thought you missed a lot but you had been away you definitely didn't fall asleep for four seconds Jack no I, I think I did you I forgot like, the last four seconds of things you saw no I was I was doing that like nod off thing and I missed a couple of seconds you're perfectly lucid until you nod off I don't know is why this works? is so hard for you to figure out. It's not a movie where you can like hear it. You have to be looking at the screen, watching to read all the subtitles. And I didn't. I thought I'd missed some subtitles. I went back and I'd missed about four seconds of subtitles. Four whole seconds. Uh, about? I don't know. Netflix only goes back in ten seconds at a time, or Amazon Prime. Sure. So much shit was happening on screen that I had no idea what was happening. I thought I'd missed like half an hour. I rewound. I missed. Eight seconds. No, no, no. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so much of this movie looks the same that I scrolled back 15 minutes and it was the exact same scene. I just had only missed a few seconds of it. Hmm. Yeah, the, the I mean, movie. I'm willing to I'm willing to go there with you, like at a certain point, because I think that I think that it's to a to a degree, the monotony here helps get the point across. 
but that inherently is going to alienate some people. Yep. This guy, for you. example. Yeah. Uh, well, and it, all, I mean, and it also kind of it, it, it goes past the line that I think is reasonable to become just slow. Yeah. This yeah, is I a slow it movie, yeah. and it does not need to be as slow as it is to still get the point across that it's trying to make and still be effective. It is. It is beyond that, and that is a problem, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff here story-wise that could get trimmed down, and I th- honestly think you probably could edit it like 15 to 20 minutes out of this thing and still get roughly the same product. But there is a little bit... I'm in the same boat as you guys. I think it's a little bit long. But it is kind of interesting to think about that this was Guillermo del Toro's one of the first movies he wrote, and he like just didn't... I don't know if he didn't want to edit it out. I, I don't know if there's a director's cut. That's yeah, it's two a and a half longer. Hour, it's not, two and a half hours long. Oh. This is no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm fucking kidding. Oh, okay. So, the, but this is like kind of the story oh, he wanted to tell. This isn't this isn't <laughs> workshopped. This isn't submitted to a group of editors or whatever that said, "Hey, you should get rid of this, this, and this stuff." And in that way, it does seem kind of organic and interesting in that way. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little long. <laughs> yeah. How long is it actually? Uh, like an hour forty-five. No six. Hundred, yeah, hundred and six minutes. You're minutes. not saying yeah. hundred and eight. Hundred and eight. Yeah, I okay. said one oh six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hundred and six minutes. Uh, the last longer. one I wanted to talk about was uh, the effects outside of the ghost are pretty cheesy. There's a lot of CG that does not need to be there. So slingshot, uh, slingshot being the primary contender. Yep. There. Yep. Um, there are a few times with the, there are some items with the ghost that they don't do well, particularly when they first when Jaime falls into the uh, water at the beginning and Carlos jumps in to save him, and then they just sort of like superimpose the ghost in the background. <laughs> I thought that was kind of goofy. What is that water, um, by the way? Oh yeah, that'll come up. In the, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Put a pin in it for a moment. Uh, and then, as far as practical goes, the the spina bifida baby that he has in the rum jar. Holy shit, like, that looks bad. It's very clearly just like an injected molded baby with a spine glued to the back. Yeah, it's yes. like it's like extended from the back of the being. Yeah, it's not. It makes good. no sense. No, <laughs> like that yeah. one's not even hard. Like anyone could have seen that one. Guillermo, <laughs> come on, man. There are there are a lot of choices in this one. Effects is more than just the things That's we're not talking a choice. about. That's... Okay. That's a weird way to they, put that. They made a choice to put they, that on screen. Well, I, I okay, like yes, that. the theme you, of the movie. A but, choice to not model it and make it look reasonable. Like to just I don't know. Typically we say that like, oh, that's a stylistic choice. That's not like a stylistic choice. That's just no, like, oh, laziness. this is what we have and it's not good. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, because there are other things this movie does, right, Jack? I don't know if you want to weigh in on how realistic the fire looks, but I thought the explosion looked fucking great. The explosion was great. We actually missed that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and the fire looks pretty yeah. good. It was I think. big. It like was... that was a big set piece that they could do one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and... Oh, we missed oh, the lens cap was still oh, on. Damn, shoot it again. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I thought the fire looked fine too. Like I didn't oh, notice yeah, it looking it particularly fine. great it or okay. looking bad. Which is probably yeah, it what did, it, well, it did look great because it was fire. It was an explosion. So maybe this is something that I'm promoting to Does Middle. The the effects are either terrible or pretty great. Yeah, I don't know, sure. but there are a lot of terrible effects. That's why we're talking about it. Does wrong. <laughs> sure, <laughs> cool. I like it. What else did the movie do wrong? That's it. I got yeah. I got nitpicks. I got some nitpicks. Do you have anything <gasps> else that it does wrong? You're the one that's all down. I'm just down your, on how boring it is. Your mood's like all bullshitty. My mood is bullshitty right now. Your mood is bullshitty. Oh, I wish the listeners Fuck could me. hear all the off-air Fuck conversations. You. <laughs> We're talking about nitpicks now. 
Yeah. Uh, hey, at the beginning of the movie, when the big guy is hitting the thing, he's hitting something with a, a giant sledgehammer, but he's holding the it like right up by the neck the and just tapping it. Get a fucking mallet. Are you talking about pig? Yeah. At the beginning of the movie? Yeah, very pig is a Pig is a preposterous human. I recognize that that is an actual human who is an actor, but, dude, those proportions are... Well, and Interesting. don't use a sledgehammer to tap something in. I don't in. remember him being at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, what? He was. They introduced him at, the, there's a bar scene or something like that, like toward the beginning, maybe within the first like 10 minutes. And he's doing some work outside. It's Oh, okay, yeah. I don't remember that. He's using a sledgehammer like a mallet. It's dumb. It's so small for you can, him. What if, they're short on mallets. Mallets have gone to the war Then use effort. a fucking rock. It'll work better. Not really. A lot better than better. a better than a sledgehammer that you're holding by the neck. Yes, because if you want to, every time you want to swing it, you have the counterweight swinging all the way up. Okay, that dude. This is dude, a dumb that, nitpick. That dude's I reject so, this nitpick. That dude's you so reject f- the nitpick. Yeah, he rejects it. That dude's so fat yoked, he can do whatever he wants, man. <laughs> get the hell out of here with that. Jesus, bullshit nitpick. I have a neat pick. I want to start with a neat pick. We gotta get that mood up. Professor, anytime you see him from a profile standpoint, looks so much like John Lithgow. It is ridiculous. <laughs> like the whole time when he was sitting in the chair dying or dead, John Lithgow, it's for like, sure. I got Lithgow. Mixed- I mean, yes, a little bit. I got more no. of a Christopher Lee. I was Lee just going to say, it's like a Lithgow Christopher Lithgow. Lee crossover. No, just, just Lithgow. He got the, he's got the Christopher Lee hair, is the thing. Oh, he's got dreamy hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lithgow, though, yeah. for me. Man, they made hey, the wh- antagonist a stone-cold beefcake, huh? Well, yeah, you gotta. You want to fuck that? Yeah, man. That guy's cool. hot as shit. He's kind of a dick, though. Well, he's a huge dick. But I, I you're, do, you're, in, yo, you're yeah, into the That guy's a massive prick, but he does walk around. He's A, he's a beefcake, and B, he walks around with like only the bottom button buttoned. So it's, he's just bursting forth from his... From his Frock? Yeah. I yeah. think that's a frock. <laughs> I don't think that's a frock. <laughs> I don't either. But he is nipping out of it. Nipping oh, out yeah. of it. It's just it's just like a linen wrap that he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> this, this split down the I think I, I think I broke Jake. Yeah, it's the frock comment. Alright. <laughs> frock. Oh my god. Um nitpick or sorry, neat pick while we're on the subject. I love the marble made of snot little thing that happens like immediately <laughs> where they're I, I just love that as a tiny little story element of these kids are just trying to have fun and they're making <laughs> they're making marbles got, out of mud and snot. This one from China or this one that I made out of my boogers. I like it. Yeah. Well it also it also it's kinda a year's goes, worth of booger. Yeah, it goes to show it's like prison tick marks on a wall, right? <laughs> like they are, they're so bored. Like they're just making their own fun. They've been there for a while because it also gives you a timeline, right? Like this took a long time, kid. Yeah. Cool. I like it. And somehow Jaime is the only one who's figured out that he can make crude line drawings of nude women <laughs> and sell them. Yeah, he'll sell them with their, you know, <laughs> lady parts on sideways. <laughs> For marbles made of boogers. <laughs> it's very kid like. Hey, we hey, laugh. How many that's, totally, that's totally within real reality. Oh, absolutely. For children. Yeah, that's a kid move. How many, how many shillings go into a uh, crude line drawing? I don't care how many farthings What's the go conversion into it. Rate? <laughs> Give me that. What was the currency Spain was using at this time? Uh, gold doubloons. Apparently, yeah, it's just bars of gold. Bars. <laughs> that was a lot of money, they, dude. There was a line at the beginning where they gave some reason they couldn't use the money to feed the orphanage, and I did not understand why. War- yeah, that was one of the first things I had highlighted as nitpicks was I wrote down, why does no one want the gold? That proved false over the course of the movie, but still, I don't understand at the beginning why they can't just use the fucking gold. They had to anything. like keep everyone on rations because the gold needed to go to the war efforts. 
But but she said we but have this gold and no one. It specifically didn't need to go to the war effort. And right. look, I remember you're, you're. She does say nobody wants this gold, so we can't do anything with it. Oh yeah. really? There's yeah. a line about yeah. that. That's weird. I yeah. don't get that. Hmm. Now, granted, this side note on gold. Gold is a completely fucking useless element. The only reason we like it is because it's shiny. It's an all right electrical conductor, and it doesn't tarnish. It's but ultimately, like apocalypse scenario, I'm gonna trade you absolutely fucking nothing for a. Gold. Uh, you can't make an Iron Man suit without gold, Mark. That was a gold titanium alloy, I think. A gold titanium alloy. Yes. Well, it's a line element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. From Iron Man, I'm talking about. I'm no, no, no. no. I get what you're saying. The scientifically, but, the documentary Iron Man is what I'm discussing. The point, <laughs> the point here that I actually do kind of like that they underscore is that gold is itself a fiat currency, and I always think it's kind of funny that people don't understand that. <laughs> Me we sure. like it because it's shiny and it's useless otherwise. And it's scarce. It's yeah, it's scarce. It doesn't tarnish, and it's shiny. I I Those kind of have three a neat, things that are good about gold. I kind of have a neat pick with with her hiding it in her wooden leg. Why? Like a com- Ooh, that's cool. But they dude. get that they get that like nice poetic line of my leg has never never felt heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's also <laughs> it's just cool to have like this wooden leg, and then at the end it's like oh shit, the gold's in the leg. That's like an adventure element. I don't know. It's like of course it's not in the safe. It's in the leg. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, but they they do have these little elements sprinkled throughout of like I'm gonna write stories about adventurers finding hidden treasures and stuff. Yeah. And then that reflects the overall like macro view of Jacinto trying to find the hidden treasure within the orphanage. And he's anti Republican or are the kids are the orphans Repu- the Republicans? I, they, I don't, this is the Republican side. I don't know much about the history of Spain. This is the Republican side, not the fascist side. And he's a fascist, though. I don't think he's anything. Okay. I think I he, think he's just he's just out there for himself. He's just a scoundrel. He just wants the gold. He wants to take the gold. Yeah. And build a farm. He's with the riffraff. They're going to get gold and get rich and go away from the war. Like, he's not a fascist. He's not taking the money back to the fascists. Okay, okay. Uh, If anything, I think he's just a war profiteer. He's just a warmonger. Gotcha. That's all he is. While we're on his little ragtag group there, they did not give him enough time to procure that gold. Like, give him an hour the next day at least. Don't just drive the fuck up. Well, I mean, they weren't... They weren't written to be smart characters, so I think in that and sense he was written to be a tremendous. How do you asshole? not feel like this movie is more of a wet? You're like not agreeing to the western part. There are so many elements here that feel at home with the western to me. There are so many, dude. Because the parts that are tranquil and contemplative in this movie are not vast expanses like they are in westerns. They're confined. So all the, so it's just the boring parts don't feel like any part of a western, and the exciting parts don't feel like a western. So I don't know what's supposed to feel like a western. I can't wait for Jack to defend that any movie about the Alamo isn't a Western. Oh, God. <laughs> um, is that kid really going to hop like 40 to 50 miles on one leg with a sharpened stick? Yes. He, he's car- that kid's dead. He's dead. He's carrying the other one on I his mean, back. I mean, yeah, that kid's dead. That kid couldn't even fucking open the door 10 feet from him because he had a broken ankle. You could hop <laughs> over there on one ankle. They had to figure out another way to get out of the room. That was a nitpick I had. Why, get like Sit there for a second. Sure, you broke your ankle. I'm sure it hurts. However, open the fucking door, kid. Open the door. Also, that door... Was they they made it look like when they're peering through, like there was only a little people to see through. But then it when was, it opens, that door was in tatters. It's barely made. <laughs> like just kick that. They could have just open. crawled through like the baseboards. One hundred percent. One of them could have just battered himself into it. That scene was replete with nitpicks, though, because he's that door opens the exact Complete, same way the window he's hanging out of. So when they make a noise, he stops. 
And then they look and, oh, they're not coming. Good. Keep going. It's like, well, if they were coming, they definitely would have seen him. He's hanging out the fucking window that's two feet from the door. It was bizarre. <laughs> this movie is all over the map about how audible things are. Yes. Like, a, a jug filled with water breaks and immediately Jacinto's like, oh, my God, fuck you. What's going on? This kid <laughs> falls out of a window, snaps his ankle and kind of whimpers a little bit. And they're like, ah. <laughs> did they hear in the room that is six feet from us did they hear that happen oh no they didn't okay cool plot armor where did plot that armor. fucking kid get the medical skills to reset that kid's ankle like a fucking magician uh, i mean blind squirrels do find nuts jack <laughs> i think he was like i think this is what i'm supposed to do and then he just fucking he just hit pulls the, on it he just hit for the, the record there. i am highly confident that's not how you reset an ankle 100 <laughs> percent. hey i'm let tempted me twist i'm it tempted I'm, uh, he just resets it like it was dislocated. I don't think that's what so happened. So you're, you're calling it a neat pick? He did a bad job? I th- yeah, I think he did a bad job. I think he may have crippled that kid for life. I'm tempted to Let take a fantasy point more. here for... I'm tempted to take a fantasy point here for the spurious medical science, but actually I felt like the medical science in this movie was pretty good. I mean, save so. for preserving bodies in rum and spices. Yeah, I totally... Uh, I want to agree with you, but also I feel like... There's probably if we were to Google it, there probably are examples of things being preserved in rum, but not that well. I mean, I maybe know. if that fetus died three weeks ago. Well, this fetus specifically was an injection molded piece of plastic, <laughs> so that one you can preserve I mean, in whatever. I mean, that could have yeah, you can pop that into basically anything that isn't an acid. Honestly, he could have he could have just been like a snake oil salesman the whole time. That could have been plastic, and that could have actually just been rum. And he's selling it to people saying it's like a miracle healer. Fan like, theory. Fan theory. Neat pick. Fan theory. <laughs> uh, okay, so guys, I think it's time. Uh, we, there's an important subject we need to discuss. Uh-oh. Which is, Uh-oh. what the fuck is this body of water that's in the basement Mark. that is not a source of drinking water because there's been a dead body in it for weeks? Oh, at least. Mark, I have an answer for you. Uh-huh. It's where they get the slugs. <laughs> <laughs> they're in a desert. When they show you, where the, are these slugs coming from? They're in the middle of the fucking desert. <laughs> you know what this is? Guillermo del Toro really likes having things like this in a basement in his movies. This feels so much like the orphanage to me. It is outlandish, <laughs> it's preposterous. And the orphanage doesn't have a pool in the. It basement. doesn't matter. It's still a basement it has a that's thing like in the somewhat basement. wet, and there's ghosts roaming it. There's no wetness in uh, the basement of the orphanage. It is dank. Don't come in here with that. It's dank. <laughs> Don't argue with Jake about how dank the orphanage was, Mark. Yeah, okay. Okay? I apologize. Diggity dank. I fully rescind my comment. I'm sorry. It's so deep, too. This water is like 20 feet deep. They're in the desert. They have a pool that is, I don't know, hundreds of gallons, thousands of gallons of water. And this is not where they're getting their drinking water from. Okay, for real. (laughs) What the fuck is it? Like, do we have any idea? No fucking idea. I have... No clue. And it, it serves they, no purpose. They, they have a there is a structure built for it. It almost looks like like floodwater runoff catch zone. Yes. But why would you totally encase that in How the building you? you've created? Yeah. Again, so to play the devil's backbones oh, advocate. Oh god. You could potentially use this as irrigation water. Maybe this is gray water. Maybe they're using it to like feed some crops or something. Maybe it's in their plumbing. Maybe they're showering in this. I feel like that's probably not true because it would smell like shit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I have no idea. I have, they show you they have wells, right? They have pumps that from which you can pump up other water. 
I have no idea what this is supposed to be. Yeah, it's and it plays such a central it's, role. It is purely a repository for dead children and dead hunks, dead beefcakes. And dead. Well, I mean, he's also only seventeen, so probably no, 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 no. He was seventeen when he left the first time, and she started banging him. He's like thirty when he comes back. Oh, okay. So dead children and dead man children. Yes, dead children and dead beefcakes. Like I said. Okay, cool. Nailed it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. I have no answer. It, uh, oh. I almost escalated this next one beyond a nitpick. It occurs in the water. Okay. Uh, where the bully kid, who we come to like, turns out to be a hero, Jaime. Jaime, is going to murder him with a knife. And then we're supposed to feel bad, and it's tense that, oh, he got hit in the head with a rock, and he's going to die. And Fuck that. Let him die. He's going to slit his throat, probably. Who knows? Kids play with knives, Jack. You should know this. How many knives? How many knives do you have? Are you going to murder on me your with person a knife? or within arm's reach right now? Uh, none on my person. Three within arm's reach. There you go. So are we given to hate you right no, now? No, because huh? I'm never threatening to cut your throat with a knife and walking at you That's menacingly. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the listeners do not hear what happens off mic. Alternatively, Jack. then, if I'm doing that and you happen to throw a rock at my head and I end up falling into an inexplicable basement pool. Don't save me. I probably deserved it. Oh, you, you no, you've stumbled on it. This is their Olympic like practice lap pool. <laughs> that's that's what the purpose uh, of this. Oh shit! It's <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, if you look it up in nineteen the Summer Olympics in nineteen thirty eight, it was actually won. The swimming competition was won by a Spaniard. So neat Dude, I'm actually gonna look this up. backstory. I can guarantee you that's not true. I'm it's looking. This I up. don't even know what year this movie happened or whether there was an Olympics in nineteen thirty eight. <laughs> I know that's why I guarantee you it's not true. <laughs> I could mark. Blind squirrels and nuts. I could have been. Right. I'm at least mod. I am 85 percent confident that a Spaniard has never won a gold in a swimming event. That can't be true. 85 percent is what I said. <laughs> I think you said moderately, but sure. I said moderately at first, and I think I put it. I don't know. I I I am most of the way through this 10 percent beer and uh, and a shot of rum. Yeah, so. buddy. I cannot be held responsible for the things I say. <laughs> anyway, that scene just kind of weirded me out because, like, I don't. There's no tension here for me. I don't give a shit about his struggle to save the guy who's trying to kill him. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of expecting them. It's it's sort of like a cool hand Luke type of situation, or maybe a little bit of a Shawshank Redemption type of situation. Like you're you're ex- you're hoping that Carlos can find friends even in the toughest of enemies type of thing. Yeah, Ugh. but yeah, it is hard to reconcile that with just him. Jaime being like a murderous bully shit. It's like season one of Stranger Things. You went a little too far into these kids are murderers track. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) though, those kids were fucking assholes. (laughs) I love that they have completely disappeared from both season two and season three. They had to. They were literal murderers. They're just gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Um, Hold on. I have to string all this together. Scarecrow me. Thank you for interrupting so that you could tell us so, Scarecrow. Yeah. Break, let me break up the flow of conversation so I can tell you to Scarecrow. Yeah, I thought I, I, thought I was ready. It's fine. <laughs> Jake, are you, did you figure this out yet? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay so this, is actually, this is actually interesting. So 1936 Summer Olympics were supposed to take place in Barcelona. They were ultimately moved to Berlin because of the outbreak of the Spanish Civil War. Okay, Spain so did not compete. Time. Spain did not compete. Okay. 1940. 
1940, the games were supposed to take place in Tokyo. They were ultimately canceled as a whole because of the outbreak of World War II. Yeah. Huh. So I didn't know that there one. was no Olympics happening for the Spaniards regardless. Okay. 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 We've done some sleuthing. We figured out. They were out. very well practiced. They, I, yeah. This was probably their diving pool, actually. <laughs> yeah. It was deep enough. It's a 10-foot ceiling, but it's a diving pool. You know, the low dive is fine. <laughs> The, why do you need such a deep Pi- pool? The, not the platform dive, the springboard. You can't spring up. You'll hit your head on the ceiling. Yeah, and you're not going to. No, either way, it's, just, it's too low. It's bad. Either way, there is no other way. Oh, my God. What there's other no, there's no be? low platform dive. That doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying. Obviously. It's too high for any platform dive, and the springboard's going to launch you too high. So either way. Do you think that the springboard launches you higher than the platform dive? No. Low. It launches you higher, higher. It, but it launches you higher, higher than, than the, the springboard. Why did you interrupt us to come up with this nonsense? <laughs> this is preposterous. No, I'm just explaining. You guys were saying it's for the Olympics. There were no Olympics for Spain. More nitpicks. Yeah. That's oh, my God. Spain should have been involved. Oh, my God. We're going to ratings. We have to go <laughs> to ratings. We're going out on this. This is what we're doing. They should have been involved. The professor looked like John Lithgow. We over at Agency Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Nick Saban would rate how much people want to do what the Beast do. Everybody wants to be the Beast, but they don't want to do what the Beast do. And for 10, think about Nick Saban would rate how many students want to be number one. If I asked that whole student section, hi, do you want to be number one? Nobody would put their hand up and say, I want to be number four. They would all say, we want to be number one. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, your pick, your story rating, go. I'm curious to see if you're going to hate this or not. I gave story a seven and a half. I really liked this story. I actually wanted to go higher. However, what ultimately brought me down a little bit from like the uppest of quartiles is what you had. The uppest of quartiles. The uppest <laughs> of quartiles, Mark, is what you were mentioning earlier, Jack, where this is a ghost movie where ultimately you don't really need a lot of the ghost interaction that you actually get. And that is a story element. Yeah. Uh, So it it kept it from being tippy top, but I did really like the story that we had here. Yeah. I gave it a five. I kind of Andy Dalton it. Um, I agree with what you said. I like it, but it also has the ghost problems and also the problems we talked about. Like, I think he probably started with a, an idea for the devil's backbone and worked outwards and it. Oh yeah. Good point. I didn't mention that again. Five. Mark. I agree with Jake. I went eight. I went higher. Whoa. Um, yeah. This is a movie mostly about the story. If you're coming to this one, this is that this is the shining element that will make this or break this for you. I think it's interesting that we're knocking it a little bit for being a horror movie when it like doesn't need to be. I actually think that's kind of a cool thing. It's the subtle unnecessities, unnecessary elements of stories that that give them their flavor and their texture that make them shine, right? So this could have just been a story of a bunch of orf- like people that were orphaned by a war, and instead they decided to set it against the backdrop of a place that produces ghosts and a treasure hunt and stuff. Like that, that it's creates, cool, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's a cool story. I, I like that quite a bit. I guess the difference for me is that I, I, I agree with you. I like it when writers add in elements that aren't strictly necessary to make it more interesting and more complex. You, I, I like those elements to serve a purpose or, or, or something. Uh, not If not even serve a purpose, then serve a theme or do something, not just feel like they're thrown in there uh, for reasons I can't figure out. So, uh, World building and immersion is our second category. Jake. I gave this a five. Uh, I do like the world, but my immersion was, as it normally is with a foreign movie where I'm forced to read subtitles, inherently limited. And then I think on top of that, the slow burn does hit you in this movie. It's overly long. There could have been a little bit more, I don't know, discretion used when they got this to the cutting room. And it does suffer a little bit, so it kept it from being at average for me. That's a tough one because I do really like the world, but the immersion wins out here, and I just wasn't super immersed in this film. Yeah, uh, I gave it a six. Um, I, I completely agree with everything you said. This I wanted to go way higher because I wanted to fully credit it for what an amazing world they built here on every level, like from the, the, the cinematography to the props to the costumes to the language. I like all of that, but the immersion was too poor for me to really stick with that higher rating for this perfect category we have. So I have to give it a six mark. I am in lockstep with uh, Jake on this one, but I think we're all basically in agreement. I gave this a five. It's probably slightly over long. And I actually think in general, I'm more immersed in movies where I have to read the subtitles because I'm literally like incapable of looking at other things and also still paying attention. But uh, yeah, I still found myself kind of glancing at the clock, checking myself of like, eh, exactly how much longer do I have? That type of thing. Yeah, that that's what happened to me in this movie. So you were you were worse than average. You were looking at the watch on this one. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I God. try not to do that. That's a I tough, do too, but I was like moving a, the mouse, be like, how much longer? Oh my God, damn. I yeah, exactly. If you watch this on one of the apps that has the countdown timer at the end, yep. <laughs> some of them just show you the total length. Some of them show you exactly how much time is left, and you, you kind of just move the mouse a little bit. You're like, oh yeah, it's, there's 34 minutes left. Yep. I do think it's interesting that the big climactic event that is the explosion happens roughly at like 80 minutes. It's almost take? at the end. It's it's basically at the length that it would be to be a feature length film, uh, and you're like, oh, cool, we're just gonna end it here, and then it just keeps there. There's like a whole other twenty five minutes. But like, let's recap. It's it's still a hundred minute movie. It's not like we're talking about a two plus yeah, yeah, hour yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's it gets out from there. It does. It just has a little more to say. Okay, <laughs> sure. It's just a little shabby. Yeah. Scare factor, Jake. Four and a half. It's high. Jack think that's high. Uh, yeah, I that that is high. Jack is correct. I, you can fuck yourself. I really liked how <laughs> I really liked the suspense that was involved with the ghosts here. I think that it was a little on the nose early, and then they settled into a good rhythm with it. Him. What was his name again? Santi. Santi. I like that name, Santi. Uh, I really enjoyed the effects that they did on him. They don't look realistic, and I'm happy they don't. They look very weird. His eyes are bizarre. There are good scenes that include him. <laughs> well, I like the blood trail. He died trail. of a head wound. Give him cataracts. We, we, we have I a- like the blood trail. Stop. I like the blood trail thing that they have going. I like the embers. And like I said just a second ago, out of place for my own sentence, which speaks well to what I'm doing to myself from alcohol. Uh, there are good <laughs> scenes here that involve him, and I think that it 
lends itself to a decent scare factor score. Don't at me, Jack. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna nonsense. at you. That was hot, hot nonsense. nonsense. Uh, I, I do. We should mention. We haven't mentioned it yet. Del Toro has said that he based the look of these guys on J horror movies. Makes sense. Um, and that that yeah. does make sense, right? The kid from the what? kid from Ringu. Yeah. The, the other thing that we haven't really mentioned. Sorry, the kid from Chew is on. that like it's a Del Toro movie. His monsters and ghosts aren't gonna be shitty. <laughs> like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, this is as close as they get. That dude, it looks good. Get the fuck I'm out of saying, here! With I this. said it looks good. Uh, I give it a three for scare factor. Um, That's not that much lower than me. Or that... It's low. Look, there are there it's are one some, and a half points lower. There are some broad strokes troubling aspects here, and the the beefcake villain is a scary villain who has a lot of power over these kids and exerts it. It's kind of there's kind of an adult fears element to this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, Even but it's about kids. Apart from that, they're real. I mean, I don't. I didn't get any kind of scare factor thing from the ghosts in the movie. They never seemed like they were adding dread to the film for me. So, well, it's, fuck uh, you. I think that's probably why it's lower for me, Mark. Yeah, I, I, uh, I actually am apparently the lowest. I gave it a two and a half. Um, I, it, it's interesting to like weigh in on these because the ghost is actually kind of the good guy in this movie. Like the bad guy is just a realistic orphan who grew up sort of psychologically disturbed. Right, but I mean, that's uh, the same... And it's hard to derive actual scare factor from that. That's the same situation as The Sixth Sense, and the ghost still scared me in that. Mm, there you go. So, uh, still, two and a half. I, this isn't a particularly scary movie. You should trust all the ghosts you meet. They're going to tell you about things. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. That's going to take us into effects yeah. or judicious <laughs> lack thereof. Can't trust Jake. people. Uh, I gave this... I gave this a six and a half. I gave this about as high as I could. This is a movie <laughs> that mean... about as high as I could, given the fact that I think that this is relatively a judicious lack thereof movie. Why are you laughing? I it's gave it as high a score as I could, given the fact that I think it's a six and a half. No, given the fact that I think that it's a judicious lack thereof movie. You're finishing my sentences for me right now. Everybody knows our scale is a three and a half to six and a half scale. <laughs> do you even want me to continue yeah, right please now? Do. Oh my I God. Guess. I gave it a six and a half. It's as high as oh I can God. go, given the fact that this is pretty, you could argue this is a judicious lack thereof movie. The ghost has some shit going on. There are instances that we mentioned where there's some shoddy CG for sure. But I think that what we have to focus in on here is the immense attention to detail that are the setting here, which is a lot of props. They exploded all that shit one time, too. Like, th Probably. this movie, there's attention to detail in the world as it exists, and I think that that's a really good touch. However, there are some things acting against it. And outside of that, it's from, a from like, a technical standpoint, not doing mm, too much. So, eh. I give it a seven. Um, this is where oh. I'm potting most of their attention to detail in uh, in the the setting they 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 make here and uh, all that kind of stuff. So it's 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 a lot of what you said. I'm just giving it a little more credit for the one half point. Yeah, the props and sets and everything that went into make this feel like the world it was. Mark, cool, same reason. I mean, Jack doesn't give half point scores, so he basically just rounded your score up. You gave it the same score. Yeah, and you <laughs> I give it a six. We're all in the same boat here. The I think I guess I probably went lower because I did have effects in what it does wrong. There are a few things here that are bad looking that are very confusing, Minimal. particularly pertaining to the practical effects they use to demonstrate the name of the movie. It's so minimal, though. I mean, that's okay. That's like a totally different. I agree with you. 
look, I agree with you. This could be higher, but I think the things that are going to stick with me are the things that the movie did wrong in effects. So I rounded down. Yeah. Whatever. We're all in the exact same boat. We gave it a six, six and a half, and a seven. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Six. Yep. Overall, Jake gave it a seven. Wanted to give it higher. I think this is a good movie. I understand why people call this a classic. I would watch this again. It is not my favorite Del Toro movie. Uh, it's a slow burn for sure. I think that there are a lot of chops here. It shows promise from him in his early stages. And I do really like the setting that this builds. I think that it's it's really interesting and uh, it's it's a movie that's worth watching. But ultimately, it didn't live up to what I was expecting given the accolades that I've heard. Makes sense. Yeah, I uh, have no desire to watch this again. Um, I am glad I watched it. Um, I didn't totally love it, but it did a lot of really, really cool things. And there is some masterful stuff at work here. It's a, it's a five for me. It's, uh, I mean, he's figuring out. It's a masterful movie. No, it has masterful elements. Yeah. And it does. It's also way too fucking boring and long. Mark. Five and a half. Uh, it's sort of just average. I was a little let down by this movie because the lore that you have associated with it going in and it just I don't think it quite lives up to its its bill it's good it's fine I, I don't even know if that's good it's just fine I agree it's, it's fine. fine it's fine yeah I'm glad I watched it I'm going to spoilers for the thumbs section that we can just, can we just it's not spoilers it. just do it yeah go uh, this is a thumbs up if and only if you haven't seen it before yeah, it's it's a thumbs up. I mean, it has it carries the weight of people saying that it's a classic and therefore like watch it for that because that's interesting in and of its own regard. But then I also think that this is a good movie that's made by a director who we all know and I think love his work. So go and see what he made in his early days. That's <laughs> uh, a thumbs down. In a, in a way, I in, you've kind of stumbled onto something. This is more a thumbs up if you're a fan of movies and less a thumbs up if you're a fan of horror movies. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of its own thing. Sure. For me, it's a thumbs down. I'm just thinking about the experience I had watching this movie. I don't think you need it. If, you, if you want a terrible. history lesson in That's film a and take. you can check it out, go for it. There's Otherwise, no way there's a thumbs down. Del Toro has a tremendous canon of better movies you can check out. You, you get, I'd rather watch Pan's Labyrinth. I'd rather watch The Orphanage. I mean, I would rather watch Pan's Labyrinth. I would not rather watch The Orphanage. I'd rather watch the. Life Aquatic, Sex with a Monster one. The Shape of, the shape <laughs> of Water? Not Life Aquatic. That's a Wes the Anderson movie. The you. Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. Um, uh, that's a tough one. That movie's really long is the other issue. with. I'd the rather movie. watch Hellboys 1 and 2. Well, I mean, those yeah. are totally... Okay, now you're getting just... In. Hellboy 2 is actually it's like a really, really good movie. good. I love Hellboy, Hellboy 2. Hellboy 2 is fucking awesome. I like awesome. both the Hellboys, the originals. Uh, where, does, where does Mama fit? Uh, I think I'd rather watch Wait. Mama than this. Have you guys seen Mama? Yes. I haven't even seen Mama, so oh, I'm okay. taking your word for that. I think I'd put this one above Mama as far as GDT movies. See, it's interesting because Mama has more going on, and like I think they're they're similar quality films. I just enjoyed watching Mama there's, more, and there was more stuff happening in it. I just want to circle. There's no way you can give the movie we watched last week a thumbs up and this one a thumbs down. That is unacceptable. I like, had a what are you doing? Yeah, I had a lot That's the more whole, fun watching The it. whole point of the thumbs up or thumbs down is entertainment value. I don't necessarily agree with that. You also were on record in that podcast saying that you hate musicals. I hate musicals. <laughs> there you, so, so there you fucking go. Does ever, you am, I, am I in the ultra minority there? No, I mean, Do I most know. people musicals, like musicals. I, I liked that movie. It's such a weird, specific movie. <laughs> yes. 
You're, this is a thumbs up or thumbs down to people. You've already given your opinion. My recommendation. Your recommendation is no also, for this and yes also, for the lure? Are I you think, fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I think you're going to get something a terrible sitting take. down and watching the lure. It's weird and interesting. This movie, you're going to sit down and fall the fuck asleep from you, a boring you can, movie. Who can you recommend the lure to? I'm going to recommend it to lots of like, people. Th- you with, hang out with under-the-bridge people, the Hawaiian Lao Hours. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude. No I one. I do not know who this. I can recommend the lure to. This is bizarre. You, you no. I had no fun watching you this. You giving movie. the lure a thumbs up and this a thumbs down to human beings. Is I had a weird take. No fun watching this movie. I had a lot of fun you watching already, the lure. You are you're misunderstanding the reason for this category. I think you're misunderstanding. No, the reason you already for the gave the entire reason for the podcast to this point is to give your take, and now you're recommending it to human beings or not? <laughs> and I'm not because. Because oh because God. it's boring. Oh my God! Because it's boring. This it's has been episode one fifty four of the A to Z Horrorcast. <laughs> I'm not friends with Jake anymore. He made me angry. Oh my God! That is a worst take ever. This has been episode one fifty four of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. Those are both Facebook and Twitter, and those are both linked down there in the description below as jack mentioned at the top of the episode if you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on you might want to consider becoming a patreon member a lot of cool shit going on for them that link's gonna be down there in the description below as well and if hey you're just still here and you like what we got going on but that's not what you want to do can't swing it right now from a price perspective that's fine we're gonna keep making great content for you and we're just happy you're here hanging out with us as always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we've got another Patreon pick coming up. It's going to be Carnival of Souls. That's an old one. We haven't, done, we haven't done one of these for a while. Oh, gee. Also, just quick, just quickly, Idaho Horror Film Festival is coming up soon. So we're getting really excited for Ooh. that. We're going to be talking about it more, and then we're going to be you, giving you some content from the Idaho Horror Film Festival, so stay tuned for that. Before you move on, who picked Carnival of Souls? Uh, that is Patreon member Janae. Ooh, thank you, Janae. Yeah, thanks, Janae. We're going to get to that one next week. I think it week. might be pronounced Hanye. Hanye. <laughs> thank you, Hanye. Next week. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, who knows, Jack? <laughs> Why'd you try it, Mark? Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We just Re- quickly back. hump a jar of formaldehyde. <laughs> I don't yep. think that's the way he was talking no, about it. No, that's what I want to see. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll put it on Patreon. Patreon content. <laughs>